Welcome back to Locker Room Guys, where we watch it so you don't have to. Let's just hop right into the NBA. Best two words in sports, apparently. Been hearing that all week. Game seven. Um, I mean, I think the best two words in sports are like wide right or double doink or Rob Manfred. I hate or, that. Or end or end racism. That's a good one. But uh, let's just start off with Celtics Bucks. Grant Williams. I mean, he's obviously the story of this game, the X factor, stepped up while the rest of the team kind of just sprayed it from three. They had a 22 to four ratio against the Bucs. The Bucs made, I think it was 12% of the three pointers, just awful from there. But uh, Giannis, I mean, he practically had a triple double after the first quarter. But then, I mean, he kind of had his quiet stats the rest of the night, still had like 20 whatever and 20 rebounds. But, um, I mean, going to game seven without Middleton just proves how he's the best player on earth right now. Yeah, like if you take it away from this series, if you don't think Giannis is the best player on the planet, you're an idiot. I mean, it's simple. I mean, they play the best defense in the NBA, and he still manages to be the first um, player with 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists in the series, like against the best defense in the NBA. So and he had no help. Like Drew Holiday, say what you want. He had a bunch of like 25 point game, like games where he had like 20 and stuff, but his shooting splits were horrible, like all series. He's he wasn't he didn't show up and no one can make threes for him. And how do you expect them to win when Giannis is getting triple teamed and his only thing is to kick it out for threes and they didn't hit any of them? No, yeah, I mean, exactly. They they just couldn't make it from deep. Uh I mean, I like this Celtics team a lot. I can't wait to see what they do in the next round. Obviously, the Heat advance. Don't really have to talk about that. The Warriors already also advanced. But let's talk about the Mavs versus Suns. I mean, if you call this a game at all, like it wasn't a game, like right from the tip, they fucking 30-balled them. Should have been more. But, I mean, their starters, like, barely even play the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, the Mavs, they had their sunscreen on this game. Uh, Chris Paul looked like he needed a wheelchair and like Medicaid, like essentially the entire century. I mean, the entire series, but Luga just went berserk while the Mavs, the Mavs too, they shot 50% from three. Um, I mean, I don't know how, how you let a guy with a double chin do that to you. If you're the Suns. like, I think a lot of you, it's not just any guy. I know, but still, like, like a, a lot of people forget. Like, a lot of teams. Luca, Luca looks like I don't know a thirty-year-old dad who just loved college so much, and now he's just got this chin to remind him about it all the time. And but he's dropping like I don't know thirty, forty, you name it. That's on any basketball team out there. But um, yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Pat Bev, uh, he was on oh, first yeah. take, I think, and he's just like. Nobody's scared of the Suns. He's like, the Suns are soft. He's like, I was talking to Paul George about it, and they wanted to play the Suns because, I mean, everybody thinks they're frauds. But, I mean, it really showed in this game seven, I guess. Well, uh, if I'd, I'd want to play Chris Paul in the playoffs too. <laughs> yeah, he's cursed. 
So Chris Paul sucks in the playoffs, and then the rest of the Suns team has no playoff experience. They went to the finals last year, but like, other than that, they have no experience of any – like, yeah, who would you rather play, them or the, the Warriors? Like, it's pretty simple. I'd much rather play the Suns. And even, like, Memphis, just how young they were, they're, they're probably scarier just because they just – they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, Luke, yeah, Luke had toyed with them all game. He had more – in the series, he had more put points than Book. More rebounds than A and more assists than Chris Paul and more steals than Macau Bridges. Like he literally ran every single stat category. He just single handedly, and we said it. We like majority of the time, you if you're the best player on the floor, you're probably gonna you have a, you're in good hands for Game Seven. I mean, the other one didn't go that way because of Giannis, but still, it's like crazy. And he actually got help from his supporting cast. Dinwiddie had 24, I think, at half or something, and Brunson had 22 in the second half. So it shows obviously you need something help, and he got help. I mean, this is like my favorite supporting cast in basketball right now. The Reggie Bullock too, in first like and Donovan fucking Finney Smith or whatever. I love this supporting cast. And then obviously Mark Cuban, the best six man out there. But uh, yeah, like I saw this and I thought it was pretty interesting. With all these foreigners in the league, I love how the game has gone back from all buddy buddy shit. You know, because like yeah. none of these foreigners have like their friends playing with them. And now, yeah, like you, yeah. you'll have like, well, not really Giannis, but you'll have a uh, Luca and Joel and B, like with this "fuck you" mentality, like going in the series and shit. And I love it. Oh, it's awesome, and it's it's crazy how bad like this game was. It's like ridiculous. Like Chris Paul is unbelievable. Like other other than those first two games, I think he averaged like nine the rest of the series. It's like, and you're supposed to be the guy. And like Booker's after game six is talking about, oh, this is my first game seven. He's like, I'm so excited about it. And then he goes out and drops 11 points, 13 of 14 from the field, 04 from three. Like he didn't show up. And Aiden is probably one of the top five softest players in the league, too. It's ridiculous. No, yeah. The minute when they came back from halftime and Aiden gets to the line, and I think he went one for one at the line, but I could just like see the frustration on his face. I'm like, this game's over. And um, another thing I noticed in both games, they're both kind of blowouts. At the end of the game, you had all these bench players out on the floor and they're just like going full speed, like pressing and shit. Like Theonis or whatever, fucking Giannis's little brother is full yeah. pressing, like fucking hacking people. I'm like, dude, give it up. Like all you've done is chirp from the bench all series. And then we have a fight between Boban and was it Alfred Payton? Like I think it was well no um who's the guy some holiday or something on the sun stole it from it. Yeah, stole like it with no it. time left, like they just steal it from Boban. It's like you're getting your ass handed to you, like just give it up. It was like both teams are getting their asses kicked. Like one of their bench players just comes out and plays full like try hard mode. It's like yeah, I get it. These are the only minutes you have, but what the fuck do you have to prove? You just lost by 20. Like, I don't, I don't know. 40. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, the Celtics won by 20, but. Oh yeah. No, it was, it's stupid. And the Suns to be the best team all year, like a, an Eastern Western conference and just do this is. Well, I mean, both of these teams, I think were finals favorites, weren't they? Who? I mean, like betting favorites weren't the Bucks and Suns. Bucks? Oh, I don't know if the Bucks were. I mean, Bucks lost Middleton. That's huge. But oh well, yeah, okay. Suns is no excuse. <clears throat> at home, like you get thirty ball at home. 
on a game seven. And I don't even like consider it a 30 ball. It was like more of a 40. Like, oh, it was, yeah, it was a lot worse. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. I mean, game seven's like that too with these type of teams where Luke even called it. You're like, yeah, I can see these games going seven like easily. And then it gets that game seven and just gives us like two teams just didn't show up. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, I, I, how do you not show up for a game seven? I just don't get it. I never, obviously have never been in the game seven, but. Like, how do you not show up? It's literally do or die. Like, I don't know. I, it's oh, uh, going back to that role player thing with the Mavericks, Dwight Powell, too. Love that guy. You hear him hear him talking out there. He's a great, great defensive uh, vocalist, if you want to call it that. He made uh, DeAndre Aiden his little bitch, though, pretty much all <laughs> Like, every, Aiden is such a – Pussy like Luca posts him up all game. If he gets a mismatch, usually Luca's gonna back it out, try to like take him one one. No, he backs him down. Like he's like, no, I'm just gonna take you to the post because you're you're soft as hell. Like, and he just takes him down low. I mean, Luca's big guy, but like with Aiden too, like there's such thing as like a resting bitch face. You know, I swear his is like a resting cry face. Like, have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Like his face just seems always like sad or like something like that, or like scared out of his mind. I don't know. Like that definitely goes along with his bitch like mentality. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be on the, he probably won't even be on the Suns next year. Cause his contract. Well, yeah. And he's probably going to ask for way too much money too. And there's just no room for it. Not on that team. Cause he's just not the guy. I know that we're hopping around like team to team right now, but I want to go back to the Celtics one more time. Al Horford, what a stud. Like, <laughs> Al Horford, okay. I was, like, you would think you'd be like, oh, yeah, we got rid of Al Horford. Like, whatever. We can be fine after that. Like, no, he's just a leader. And I don't know. <laughs> I love Al Horford. Yeah. And another thing with that, if you, I don't know who like Grant Williams shoot 18 threes. It worked, but I, don't oh, I know. Well, they I'll kept die. giving it. They kept like uh, giving him wide open threes. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'll spray it." And then he beat the record me. for most threes in a game seven ever. Yeah. Like if you'd have told me going to this game, don't tell me what he made. If you'd have told me he shot eighteen threes, be like they lost. If you would have said that he was their leading scorer, you would have said he lost. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, Logan joking. He said game seven, Grant. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Shout out game six, Clay. And uh, backwards, hat, you know. Them, but uh, anyway, anything more about uh, well, I guess we could do we our the, we can go to the we can do like I didn't even I'll say I didn't even watch any of the Heat Sixers series. That's so right, I yeah, I didn't either. But Warriors Grizzlies that that last game I watched like the last eight minutes on my phone. We were at Claire's, and oh my yeah. god, it was so much fun. Take it away, good. So, like, last eight minutes, it was they the. Dylan Brooks hit a step back to go up one in like six, eight, seven minutes left. Then Steph comes down, hits a three. They get another stop. Draymond on a fast break dunk, another three, another. And they just, the last five minutes, Warriors just went on like a 15 0 run, just Clay and Steph hitting threes. And it's, they're so fun to watch when they do that, like when they just go ballistic from three and kind of so, like, just seal it. It's like they just, it was the Grizzlies game, I think, all game. They're winning pretty much all game. And then the last, like, eight minutes was just all Warriors. And Steph and Clay just took over. And they both had 30 and something. And then Clay goes down the court at the end and, like, holding up the six. Like, game six, Clay is awesome. <laughs> no, 
like, I don't mean to quote like part of my take here, but big cat's been saying all series. He's like, I have to stay up for these games, even though they're at nine o'clock because you know, the Warriors just go on these runs. Like obviously mm-hmm. you had game five or whatever, when the Grizzlies just blew them out of the building, but yeah, the Warriors are, <laughs> they're just never out of a game. It seems like, like other than that one instance, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you told me Dylan Brooks would make seven threes. <laughs> he has the ugliest jump shot in the, in the world. And he made seven threes. I'm like, I don't think he made seven threes all series, like total going into this game. He was horrible. And I don't know if that's true. Like what Steph said, how he's like talking about their dynasty already. It's like, shut the, like you haven't done it. You won one playoff series. <laughs> you beat us in a playing game last year. Yeah. Well, shout out, shout out fucking Steph though. He's, he's my guy. I don't know. That's going to be a fun series. Warriors Mavs. No, yeah, we we can talk about that too. Just give our predictions. I mean, I like the Warriors in like six. I think they're just a totally different team than what the Suns are. I think they're way better, like way fucking better. But um, then I guess I'll just go into my next prediction too. Um, I like I like the Heat versus Celtics. I don't I don't think Tatum and Brown like did enough for me where they haven't made themselves out to be like good enough stars. And I the Heat they're just so deep so talented i don't know i i like the heat but this is like one of them series that if it goes to seven it's i mean i i would almost want to bet money that it goes seven i don't think i think the celtics beat them in like five seriously i think they're i think they're that much better team the buck if the bucks played the heat right now the bucks would beat that like i think the bucks are a better team than the heat even without middleton why is that i don't think the heat are that good they went what they go six against philly and Philly is really bad. Yeah. Player. I, I just think Celtics are a lot better team. They have the best defensive team in the league, and it showed. Yeah, I mean, and, he'd have great defense, too. Yeah, I know, and so do the Bucs, but. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't, other than Jimmy Butler, I don't know what you really get on offense from the Heat. Yeah, I guess you have them games Hero, zero, but. Nah, he had a bad, he's hadn't played good in the playoffs yet. Yeah, I guess Kyle Lowry isn't really playing good enough for me either. I mean, I'm going to stick to my take. Like, I yeah. want the Heat to win, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It, like, both teams, both teams haven't, like, really satisfied me for, like, teams out of the East anyway, like, where they've been playing great ball. And, like, I can just pick a team, uh, I mean, unanimously to go to the next round. I, I just, like, Celtics. Celtics, I think, are mismatched for any team Any team the rest of the playoffs they play because of how big they are. Like, they, they're so big and long and lengthy and just good defense, defensive players. I just – I love them. And the Warriors, I think, will win. But I think it's going to be good because both teams just rely on the threes, it seems like, and whoever's hitting on that night is going to probably win, which I'm probably going to take the Warriors in that situation. And – I think they got a guy that can guard Luca. Like si- they can put Draymond on him because Draymond gives you size. Because that's what the uh, Suns struggle with. They had nobody to guard him because you're either too small or too big. And I think Draymond's like perfect. Well, yeah, and like if Draymond raced like a forty yard dash with Luca, Draymond might win that race. I mean, it- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, they put they put they put him on him. I think I I think they got it, but. I have the Celtics as a future too, so I think they will win it all. Just because, and I think they just are mismatched for every team they play. 
Yeah, a little uh, verbal meme. Uh, there is a video of Mike Boonholzer on the sideline just collapsing after like a three or something. And the caption said, uh, Bucks future betters right now. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. Probably a lot of Suns and Bucks futures out there. Oh, yeah. Pissed ton. Shout out, also shout out the uh, Suns and Four guy. Uh, I think he got a picture of the book before the um, series started. And holy fuck, that didn't turn out, did it? That's bad. And uh, Faze Ruggs, brother. I fucking hate them too so much. It's unbelievable, but whatever. <laughs> uh, anything more on NBA? I'm going to move on. But No, it's all. All right. Here's a lot of just random fucking NFL headlines, but uh, here's the first one. Uh, so Josh Lambeau, I don't know if you remember him, Lambeau, the kicker. He is suing the Jaguars right now because – Urban Meyer kicked him in practice and Lambeau like filed a complaint, but then the Jags just like threw it under the rug and they're like, well, he's already in enough shit. He's going to get fired anyway. So they're like, well, you know, they got rid of him, but still uh, the Jags, I don't know how they're going to fight this lawsuit, but <laughs> Urban Meyer, he's just a nutcase. That, that came out like a while ago, I think. And I didn't know like Lambeau was going to like suing him now. I think I saw something, but. That's why that's crazy. Yeah, but uh moving on. Uh, this is hilarious. Traylon Burks, the first round pick from the Tennessee Titans, supposed to take over AJ Brown's spot, couldn't make it past day one of rookie minicamp because he has he, asthma. Well, I have asthma. And you so, go to a rookie minicamp and see how you do. But what he finished this day two. He finished day two. He has okay, he but did you hear what it was probably probably way less of a workout but uh did you hear what um what's his nuts the head coach why can't i think of his name i was just yeah rayable did you hear what he said about it he said a lot of guys come into them camps and they think they're in shape they're not there was was more than just him like rookies that didn't make it a lot of a lot like there's more than just one rookie that didn't make it they just weren't as big in names so you're placing blame on the titans no no not just on the titans i'm saying around the league Oh shit! Well, there was like I mean, there was like more was, rookies on the league. They said it was eighty-six degrees out, and I mean, no, there was more than just him, like around the league, like rookies that didn't make it either. But then, Jalen Burks ended up practicing the rest of the week. Like he hasn't missed a thing the rest of the week or two weeks, however long they've been there. Is one day. Yeah, I think he's. I think he'll be fine. Like they, they, I, I, at first I heard that I was like, that's not good. But then I like saw another video or two on the, like YouTube or something about it. And they, they said it happens all the time with rookies and like, it's just, it's like, whatever. It's not like an uncommon thing. Well, now, now you got me thinking, remember the last rookie to have problems in them camp deals. It was Jamar chase. And it was because he couldn't catch a football. Catch football yeah. So I think in my next fantasy draft, Traylon Burks might have to go like what third round. Yeah, I mean, it also helps that Burrow is quarterback compared to Tannehill. I think people are way too tough on that guy. Oh, by the way, Malik Willis, he got interviewed about Tannehill, and he's like, you media people took that and fucking ran with it because he's like, Tannehill's like the coolest dude ever. He's like invited me and some of the other guys over to his house and like talked about it. It's like Tannehill, if you watch like the whole interview, it didn't seem like as blatantly like, oh, he's pissed off. Like he, I mean – they're they're good. So, yeah, I 
I knew it wasn't going to be a big thing. Like I knew Malik Willis wasn't going to come out and start shitting on him. <laughs> like that. that would have been something though. So uh, moving on to my Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett. So a lot of great news coming out of his camp. So one wide receiver said, yeah, that, bo- that boy can sling it. I really thought that was great. And then uh, big Ben said that he at any time could call him and he would give him pointers and help him out with anything he wants. And then another person said that Kenny Pickett knows what a, he said that he know he said it himself. He said, he knows what the pro style looks like and he's calling out everybody. He knows everybody's job at the rookie mini camp. And he's just running like the entire thing vocally as a leader. I love that. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't heard anything, but yeah, obviously you gotta you can't take that. You can't, take that as like a bad thing obviously yeah we'll see but we'll see how it works is mini camps are completely different than games yeah i don't know but uh <laughs> <laughs> but then one more thing on the steelers antonio brown came out and said he wants to retire a Steeler. what a desperate fucking idiot i can't wait i give it five years he's bankrupt on the streets begging for change with his little fucking cup because he's such a bum. Like, he's begging for money. We talked about the Floyd Mayweather thing already with him putting up all this money to get him. A.B., to want to come back to the Steelers is the most delusional fucking thing ever. I think if you had a power rankings of teams that wouldn't take A.B. right now, it would probably, one, be the Buccaneers just because of what happened, and then the Steelers, and then the Raiders and Patriots. But, oh, my God. Like, how fucking dumb can he be to be, like, Oh yeah, uh, maybe if I shoot my shot on Twitter, the Steelers might give me another chance. Not a fucking chance. Mike Tomlin, I think, would rather just retire than coach Antonio Brown again. I don't he think it's nutcase in sports history. I don't think it's to go back and play. What? Like, I he you, had time. He had record setting. You sound like a, sound like a day contract. It, well, he that's what that's probably what he means if he was like guaranteed to go into the hall of fame which if he would have stayed with the Steelers he was definitely on the right track he had fucking insane record-breaking seasons year after year but it's just not how it is and he had that falling out with the Steelers if he didn't have a falling out like he did with the Steelers why the fuck would we give him the time of day to have a retirement ceremony for him that's fair I don't know I mean I forget kind of what that drama was but well, yeah, it's not no, even I, like he wants to retire. Like, why would he tweet that out now? I don't know, but I don't think it – I don't think he – I think he knows that they're not – they don't want him to play. No one wants him to play for them, but I think just, like, retire with them is probably what he's getting at. Because t- t- people do that all the time. Yeah, but, like, there are players that, like, are good – like, Albert Pujols, he didn't have, like, a falling out with the Cardinals, but, like, he's going to retire. He's playing for the Cardinals. What? It's not, like – He's also playing for them. It's not like he just, like, signed, like, a one-day contract. All right. Well, when's the last time somebody – Jordy know, Nelson, I, right? There were some basketball ones that did it. Yeah, Jordy Nelson did it. Yeah, but, like, that wasn't a falling out either. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's probably what he, he could mean by it. Yeah, well, that ain't going to fucking happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, new conspiracy theory came out on the Rich Eisman show. Baker Mayfield apparently is not getting traded because NFL owners are that pissed off at the Browns for giving Deshaun Watson that much money. And I swear to God, apparently like some NFL insider said that like 
all these owners are making that big of a deal about it that they're like, fuck the Browns. We're going to make them panic about their cap room and have two quarterbacks making X amount of millions of dollars just because, you know, they gave Deshaun all that guaranteed money. That's so stupid. Like, why, why, do you, why do you, why can't they do what they want? Like, if you're the Brown, like Browns, why can't the Browns pay whoever and whatever they want to him? Like, why, what do other owners have to say about that? Like, that's not, it's not their organization. Well, now that sets the market, though. And the next, yeah, big but still, that's the Browns' decision. It's their team. Like, why do they have to listen to the other, the rest well, of the Well, you know league? how players are, though. Like, if you look at Denzel Ward, he asked for a hundred thousand more than yes, Jalen Ramsey just to say he's the highest. I know team. it. I know it does that to the market, but the same thing, the Browns got to do what's best for the Browns, not what's best for the rest of the league. No, like I get worry about Browns. You're the Browns. I get, worry about I get winning both sides. Worry about winning your – the other owners are just pissed because – I understand why they're pissed, but there's not really a reason to be pissed. It's like the Browns can, should do what they want to win. If they want to pay him a shit ton of money, let him pay him a shit ton of money because it's their decision. They're going to do what's best for their team. Yeah, but like what they're they saying care about is that the owners are like retaliating by like we're not going to help you out by taking this Baker Mayfield contract off your shoulders. Like it's your fault you paid Deshaun Watson that much, and now yeah. you're going to have to deal with the salary cap. Yeah, I think that's dumb because if they they probably could do the same thing if they had a chance at a good quarterback like that. I bet a lot of, more than half the owners in the league would pay Deshaun Watson if they could have a lot of money similar to what the Browns paid him if they had the chance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because that's what you do. You pay good players to win you games. Um, also, speaking about that, Jair Alexander just inked a $84 million deal, which is $21 million a year. That is one more million than Jalen Ramsey, nine hundred k more than Denzel Ward. He's now the highest-paid corner. Uh, Luke, him being in your division, Jair Alexander, tell me what you know about him. <laughs> I mean, it's one corner though. Yeah, throw to the other side of the ball, but and obviously he's really good. And like, you, he's pro, he's like a top corner, so he's gonna whether he's the top paid, he's still like top up there. So it doesn't really matter. Like, you can't say oh Ramsey should be making more. It's like they're pretty close, at, similar. So yeah, no, it's well deserved. He's a stud. Uh, next, speaking of money, Tom Brady, three hundred seventy-five million. Is it? to go broadcast on Fox. That's fucking unreal. (laughs) You don't even know how good he's going to be. No, like I hate that fucking argument because Tom, what has Tom Brady done that he's not good at? He's great at football, but he's great at getting women. He's great at drinking beer. He's he's not going to be a better broadcaster than he is a football player. Well, duh. So like he's, so it's going to be his like second best thing. You know what I mean? And you're paying him more than what he was his best at. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, so more money than what he is the best at. He will not be the best broadcaster of all time. He's the best football player of all time. You're paying him more to be a broadcaster. Yeah, but they're desperate. That's what they are. Fox is desperate. They're losing everyone. But, uh, you know, you know that he's going to attract people no matter what. I, I I don't watch football games because of who's broadcasting it. I watch football games because of the team, people that are playing. Well, then you can bring up the ESPN broadcast versus the Manning cast, and Manning cast absolutely blows out. That's not the same out. thing. Yeah, I know, but 
I mean, like, I'm not, I don't go into a, I don't research who's on the call for every football game. And that's who, a game I want to watch. I watch the games I want to watch because of the teams that are playing. Well, I guess. All right. So he's going to be calling four o'clock games and there's three, four o'clock games on. And I mean, that's the competitive part. Like Fox wants their team, you know, their game to get more viewers than NBC's it, or whatever. I think, I think he's desperate because Fox is losing everyone. Who are they all losing? They lost Buck, Joe Buck, and um, Aikman. Yeah. Was yeah, that? Shit. Yeah. So they're, like they're losing. Did they? Those, no. Joe Buck two. just Joe Buck just signed a deal for like. Yes, a, I No, I thought that was Fox still. I can um, look it up quick. No, it's ESPN. He's at the ESPN now. No shit. Oh yeah, no, because everybody's like, thank God Aikman. Joe Buck won't be calling the World Series because they were together on the fox and now they're gone so it's like you lose two big names espn still still the top dogs is pretty much i don't know i i think guaranteeing him that much money and he hasn't even decided to retire he might not retire for how many years like he might play for another four years in football and now you're gonna get him and i don't know i think it's a lot of money for a guy that's not even retired yet do you know who would be calling with him no, I don't. I don't know who they who's doing it this year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, right now, that fuck that's NBA. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Look, but I can't um, really find it. But I didn't look that hard. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know what they're gonna do. Who's calling Monday Night Football? Well, it's Monday Night Football, you know, Fox, right? No, I, I mean, that's yeah, ESPN's thing. It's, Amazon is Thursday. Yeah, that's Herb Street and uh, Al oh, Michaels. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. Al Michaels and Herb Street Thursday night. That's Sunday a great fucking booth, by the way. Sunday night. Yeah, no, it is. Sunday night still with Tariko and uh, Collinsworth, which you love that. CBS is Nance and Romo, obviously. Fox is Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady someday, it says. So. <laughs> so who It'll the hell probably be Gus Johnson? No shit, if he's okay with that. Like he did he some, did, yeah. he did some he football games last time. year, but college is obviously his thing. Yeah, he won't be full time, right? Kevin Burkhardt, I've heard that name before. That's not so. At Herb Street's going full time in both. Well, I guess Thursday. I don't know if you count that full time, but yeah, I don't know. Still, I mean, it's game a week, so. Uh, moving on, Dolphins signed Melvin Ingram. I mean, the Steelers didn't have a scheme for him to play good, so I don't even know how good he is. He's on the Chiefs, and I think he played all right, but, I mean, I don't even know if this is big news or not. Yeah, no, he's washed. Like, he's just going to be a bet on any team he goes to now. Uh, moving on, Jameis Winston's interview. If you haven't heard it, I'll play it right now. But it is the funniest sh- – that is the funniest shit ever. I mean, he just goes <laughs> – I <laughs> he goes. I always know I love football, but then I realize I just love playing it. <laughs> yeah, like, since I've been away from it, I just love playing it. He, I don't know. I swear his brain's like a five-year-old brain in a grown man's body. Because I mean, like his whole career, he's like, oh fuck it, let's throw it deep, and like I don't care, get picked. <laughs> like I don't know. He's it's so. Similar- Similar to what Chris Paul said last year. Chris Paul so he made the finals, and he said, I think I'm addicted to the finals. <laughs> I, want, I want to be back. 
no shit you want to be back it's the nba finals he's like i think i'm addicted he's like i'm gonna work as so hard this offseason like you you're 30 he makes it makes his first finals when he's 36 years old and he's like i'm addicted to it now could have figured that out a long time ago i feel like if he would have just got there yeah and he must not be addicted because uh I mean, yeah, he's only been to one. Well, like, not even that, too. You saw him this year. He's just yeah. gassed. It's like, I'm addicted to the finals. Okay. Like, if Chris Paul, pretty much this entire series, had that Gatorade icon around his little circle, you know what I mean? Like, in 2K, when you get that Gatorade yeah. icon, yeah. like, coach, I need a fucking breather. He had that that entire series. But, um... <laughs> More funny shit. Lamar Jackson golf thing. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, first of all, he's on the green. Second, he has a tee in the green. Then, third of all, he has a wedge out. And then, fourth, he wasn't wearing golf shoes, which I don't really care. Like, who gives a lot? Like, a lot of people are hating on that. And then there might have been another thing. but Oh, they're hating on it because they're like, you can't afford golf shoes? (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) – I mean, that was pretty much just the gist of it. People are like, obviously, Lamar Jackson has never gone golfing in his life. I think he, like, in the, the caption of his pick post was, it was something about, like, hinting at how he's never, like, golfed. Yeah. It was, just, I mean, it was, like, his first time or something like that. But, like, still, what he did was, I don't know if he was trolling or what. Well, and I imagine golf Twitter as, like, some of the biggest psychos ever, and I bet they're just, like, losing their minds on him. So yeah, they probably don't even know who Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then the last thing I have, the schedules came out last week. I mean, anything you want to say about that? Um, I mean, you can do what you want, like predict it, but it's just – Bears won't have a good record, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's uh, Steelers got five uh, primetime games again, so that's fucking cool. But uh, I think – What? I think we got one or two. Yeah, I think you got two, which that's kind of embarrassing, but they're whatever. early. They're early. So then after that, it's like everyone's just going to forget about them. So I went to. <laughs> uh, all right. Then move. Or I mean, I imagine you don't have anything else to add on NFL. Um. Oh, did you see the Drew Brees stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, did he hint at coming back or like. I, there's like, he hinted at like just so many, op- like, there's a ton of options that he said he would do. So it's like weird because he's not doing TV, I don't think. Yeah, he'd be like an entrepreneur, like yeah, it was I was a bunch know. of random shit. I don't know, but or just spend time with the kids, I guess. But Tom Brady's already the father to Drew Brees' kids. I mean, Tom Brady kicked his ass in the playoffs, then proceeded to play catch with his kids on the sideline. It's like that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that <laughs> well, LaShawn McCoy was in an interview too, and he said that after Tom got done playing catch with Drew Brees' sons, that Tom came into the uh locker room and he's like, Let's go, boys. I fucking got his ass, like, <laughs> like retired him. I'm like, damn, I'm like, Tom Brady's kind of a savage. That's funny. But uh MLB, not like a lot of news, but the Reds lost during a no-hitter. That's I mean. Like, That's all time Reds. I don't even know what the worst team in our lifetime is. I like can't remember one, but I mean the Cubs have had a lot of bad teams, but this has got to be the worst team I've ever remembered ever watching. They got hot for a little bit, but but, but who they play? Like the Pirates and shit. I know the Pirates beat them on the 
<laughs> no hitter game, but hey, I think so. They were they were like three game wins going into like the one, then they played a four game series against the Pirates, then the Brewers, and then another four game series against the Pirates. So that's kind of how they got hot. I think played eight games against the Pirates. Yeah, if you want to call it hot, even. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, for the rest of them, will be Yankees. They're twenty five and nine, seven and three in their last ten. They're just tattooing the ball right now. So like Stanton and uh, Judge might combine for like eighty home runs, hundred home runs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but you're forgetting that they're gonna tear something by the end of the year. So That's fair. I don't remember the last time they played a full season. They, they, they're like leading the league. They're leading the LB in like every offensive category. I think makes sense. But uh, yeah. Then bombers. Then just the last thing I have. Cubs, I mean, after dropping three straight to the Dodgers, they won two series versus Diamondbacks and Padres. So, I mean, maybe, maybe things are looking up in the Windy well, City. Me, I don't know. <laughs> me and Jack were talking about the Cubs this weekend, and we're like, you think, like, you might think a lot of these guys on the Cubs are, like, young, like, players, like Swindle and Wisdom and all those guys. Oh, but me no, and you were talking about this. Oh, was it me and you? I thought it was me and Jack. But, yeah, no, really, they're 30 years old. Yeah. And just played 10 years in the minors. <laughs> yep they're really not like they're in a horrible spot right now like we got a bunch of like kurt warners but like without the talent like <laughs> yeah yeah you got yeah no, like kurt warner a, came into the league i think he's 28 and he's a rookie or something like that that's what we have but they, they just don't have the years in the league <laughs> that's a great way to put it uh i mean that's all i have for baseball i mean unless you want to talk about the twins no i'm not not much has really happened but I did see just a post today that came out with like Cy Young like, leaders and stuff right now. I listed like so Kevin Gosman's leading the AL. That's Blue Jays. I don't think this is so underrated. They get they had a Cy Young Robbie Ray last year, and they're like he's not really that good. He's not a Cy Young pitcher. We're gonna get rid of him and get Kevin Gosman, who was is a very good pitcher. And now he was he's from leading. the Giants, right? Yeah. So yeah. now he's leading Cy Young, and then Verlander. Is next and that Cortez on the Yankees. He's a, so funny. Is Verlander like still pumping like ninety eight and shit? I don't know how hard he's throwing, but he is killing it. Yeah, like he's like a one point three ERA or something like that. It's ridiculous. Um, where's the other one? NL. They have a Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. Corbin Burns is too, and Miles Mokolis Mikolis on the Cardinals. I don't even fucking know who that is. <laughs> Not big on the baseball, but and then MVP obviously Trout. Yep. He's so stupid how good he is. <laughs> I think he was saying this last week, but yeah, I did. It's like so stupid. And Judge obviously is up there. And then the other one was NL is Machado, obviously. Yeah. Harper's in third though, and I have a future on him. So hopefully he gets hot and. Uh, moving last year, moving into uh, the NCAA, a lot of news out of here. So first, a little funny one. We got QB General Booty, the fucking like <laughs> best, the best JUCO like quarterback in the nation, just committed to Oklahoma. So I mean, great for General Booty. Can't wait to watch him uh, play. I mean, slinging around for uh, the old Sooners. That's an all-time name. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. I think I've heard of that before. Probably just like saw it on TikTok or Instagram or something. 
Yeah, like he had his like commitment video or whatever, and he's all dressed up in his Oklahoma uniform, and he had like the visor with a Jordan logo on it. <laughs> it's just like, like I feel like he's really gonna own his name and like his whole persona, like when he goes when he starts playing for Oklahoma. And I really hope these like Oklahoma fans rally around him, unlike they did their other two quarterbacks this past year. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. But they just got a uh, Dylan Gabriel right from UCF. Yeah, he. Yeah, Oklahoma did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he'll probably be the starter. Yeah, I, I mean, Dylan Gabriel's pretty solid. Yeah, he's good. Uh, big news out of the ACC. So they're changing their football playoff schedule. So then their best teams play each other, like, at the end of the year in the ACC championship to increase the likelihood of them making the playoff. So this would, like, eliminate divisions and, like, spark a trend in other divisions, just like the Big Ten, how – like you see Wisconsin or Iowa going up against Ohio State or Michigan, like in the Big Ten or yeah, in the Big Ten championship. They're so what the ACC is doing, like they're just eliminating East and West, and they're just having it like let's say Clemson plays Wake Forest in the uh ACC championship this year, then those two would play each other like no matter what. Oh shit. That I that's weird. The ACC is doing that. Yeah. So they're they don't have like the end of their schedule. Is that what you're saying? So they're setting it up where the divisions aren't split. So best best team, you know, record plays best record. Yep. Uh so like in the SEC. Oh, so like okay, okay. Like the, the last game, the conference finals championship would be the just two best teams. Yep. Okay, I get you. I get you. So like but in a lot of this hasn't ever got brought up. Mainly it's just Big Ten because the Big Ten west is stacked when the big 10 east is i mean can't even hold shock strap i think they in the past two years so we obviously lost 42 to 3 versus michigan and then i think wisconsin got 50 balled by uh ohio state the year before so it's like <laughs> when northwestern was in it a couple when fields was at ohio state yeah it's uh, you know wants to watch northwestern play ohio state no, but they're saying, though, in SEC, like, it never gets brought up because uh, Georgia and Alabama are on separate divisions. And then, I mean, I don't know about the other divisions, but. Yeah, I guess they're, yeah, because those are, like, the main. They're just always going to be. LSU, I think, is on Georgia's side, too, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, but. <laughs> uh, then moving on, Ohio State lands another five-star quarterback, Dylan Ray Liola, I think that's how you say his name. He's from Arizona. I mean, Ohio State, they're just – I think they're going to get five-star quarterbacks the rest of their existence. Ohio State's Ohio State. I mean, they, oh, their college – their quarterbacks in college are so good that they usually don't pan out too well in the NFL. Well, the thing is, is for the past, I think it's four years, they've got the number one wide receiver recruit, and – I mean, they're they're getting whatever targets they want. And, like, if you're a quarterback, why the fuck wouldn't you want to go to that? Like, that's – and then yeah. you don't have to play against SEC teams. Like, that's – Did you see uh, – someone came out with a top 10 Ohio State players in the NFL, and they they put Burrow at one and Jamison Williams at, like, 10. So, you can't claim them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they were there, but you they didn't even play a snap. That's like – uh. North Carolina State or whatever claiming Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, literally, like um, he went to here. It's like no, like they didn't even do anything for you. 
Uh, then moving on, Carlos Boozer, his twin boys just got offers from Duke. I mean, I think you'd probably imagine that, but I, I don't know if you've ever seen these guys play, but I imagine they're just buckets. <laughs> yeah, that I just saw like the mixtape of them when they got the probably the same video you saw or whatever, but when they decided they were going to Duke, that was all. But I didn't even know he had kids. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Hopefully, they don't get their dad's hair though. Remember that picture of him with like shoe polish on his head? That has to be the worst hairstyle in sports history. Painted hair or whatever. <laughs> Did you ever hear the backstory about that? No. So apparently he went to the barber and uh, this was like right before a game. And his barber's like, oh, he's like, your hairline's kind of looking bad or whatever. He's like, I can fix that up for you if you want. And Boozer just like, all right, do it. And then he just whips out this shit and just slathers it. And he, like, couldn't do anything to change it before the game started. So he's like, well, fuck it. I got to play with black tar on my head. Oh, God. I would just said you're sick or something. No, no. There's not a chance I'm playing that game. <laughs> then uh, one more thing. Five-star small forward and number 12 prospect, uh, Julian Phillips, commits to Tennessee after decommitting from LSU. I mean, LSU losing Will Wade is the worst possible thing that could have happened to that basketball team. They're getting, like, uh, Murray State's whole entire team, though. Oh, no shit. Because Murray State's coach is the one that took the job. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's so, like they lost everyone, but then they got, like, a bunch of Murray State guys. So, they, those, those LSU will be solid this year. Who's the dude from uh, Murray State that I just love this year? Uh, there's somebody I was obsessed with. AJ Williams is their best player. Okay, it was uh, Brown. 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 The Afro just lit it up from three. I don't know. I he might be gone though, because he was there with Ja. Yeah, I mean that would make sense if he was, but uh, I mean that's all I have for sports update of the week. Unless you got anything else. Uh, last thing, um, do you see what NCAA is doing for um, for basketball? They're the non uh, Power Five schools though. They're like keeping open a week or two in February in their schedules, and they're like matching them up. They might do this. My bad. They might do this. And they're like match them up according like some algorithm they have, they're gonna match them up. So like, for example, one of the examples was like for let's say Memphis was as good as they were supposed to be. You 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 would have like Gonzaga playing Memphis and like Houston in February. So like yeah, oh, like, yeah. yeah, and they could be like it could basically be like a elimination games to get out of the tournament or get in the tournament or something like that. Like it's like because you have like a San Francisco playing um I don't know. I don't really know who I, as an example there, like South Dakota State or something like that, or Richmond or something like that, where it's like it literally do or die almost. If you go 0-2 in that in those games, you might not make it or something like that. It's just kind of interesting. But there's like non-power five schools, I think. Well, then how would that work? Like teams that – I feel like if you made that cut for like teams that would play each other, like you would have to – if you win or not, like you would have to move on. It's not necessarily like that's like the deciding thing, but I think <clears throat> the committee could take that into consideration. But like, like in Zega, for example, doesn't play anybody all year. They play Houston and Memphis last year, lose them both. They're not, they're probably a three seed. Yeah. Like not a one, not the number one overall because they go undefeated, but then they play two teams around that are their caliber are supposed to be and they lose them both. 
it just it, it's not necessarily going to be like uh, a play-in game technically if you want to say it's just gonna it could get it, it's gonna give the committee like a little more knowledge about how good these guys are compared to competition that is their level well that's another thing though like with those like top teams you said uh gonzaga memphis houston at the beginning of the year like the non-conference games they played great teams Mm -hmm. so i mean would it even really be worth it like to see what those teams are made of like i don't know the beginning of the season doesn't matter as much but probably more for the other teams those teams that are like bubble team like non-power five bubble teams yeah like, like if san, they got upset san francisco would, for example right they were a bubble team and then they just they didn't know and then they get in it could help them but it also could hurt them i don't know it's just something that could be interesting and it's going to be a lot more interesting too because we're going to get good competitive games in february late in the season with these non-power these non-power five teams you kind of get a more of a feel for them going into the tournament too yeah, I mean, I don't know. I no matter what, it's gonna be electric. Like <laughs> they're gonna oh, figure yeah. it out. They're gonna put the best fucking product out yep. out on the court every time. But sure. I don't know. But uh, anything else? That's all. Alrighty. Well, we're gonna try our very best to get a draft out for you guys. Couldn't do it uh, this last week. I guess we we're all busier than uh young thugs lawyer but um we'll definitely get one in this week i guess we'll try our best to but uh thanks for watching and as always take your easy little boy in a baseball hat stands in the field with his ball and bat says i am the greatest player of them all puts his bat on his shoulder and he tosses up his ball and the ball goes up and the ball comes down swings his bat all the way around the world's so still you can hear the sound the baseball falls to the ground now the little boy doesn't say a word Picks up his ball, he is undeterred. Says, I am the greatest there has ever been. And he grits his teeth and he tries it again. And the ball goes up and the ball comes down, swings his bat all the way around. The world's so still you can hear the sound, the baseball falls to the ground.